0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When shorts were short only concerns itself with what was actually a very narrow window in football history when teams wore, well, short shorts. The podcast will only cover football from 1954, when Umbro made their first England kit with shorter shorts, a design that was widespread within English football by the mid-50s, to 1992, when short shorts were all but finished as Umbro's baggy shorts for Tottenham's new kit, ahead of the 91 FA Cup final, quickly caught on. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. This is When Shorts Were Short. If the shorts weren't short, we don't talk about it. Welcome to another Classic Kits 1954-92 to Patreon special where guests are invited on to discuss their favourite strips from that era when the shorts were short. My latest Classic Kits guest is Mike Donovan, author of Football's Braveheart, the authorised biography of Dave Mackay. Mike has gone with several choices from the early 60s, the period when he first fell in love with football, and actually saw his kit choices live. Is Mike Donovan. I asked you to give me your favourite classic kits from the 1954-92 period. Tell us what, what your favourite kits are. Let, let's go with your first, uh, your first choice.
1: Well, the first choice would be the, the kit that the, uh, the double team wore. It was uh, absolutely just classy, really. It was um, V-neck, short-sleeved white shirt with a um, with a blue uh, cockerel emblem on it, uh, with a sort of like a, a heart-shaped surround on the on the logo, and then dark blue shorts, dark uh, blue socks with white tops. And I always remember um, Cliff Jones the way he used to wear his uh, socks. He used to kind of I don't know, it's, it's weird, isn't it, how you, something looked cool when you were a kid, you know? Yeah. And it, it was... He had a kind of, like... He used to wear them. The white was just about showing the white, you know. It was probably like he, he, he made navy blue, and then it was just white at the top. And, and Terry Dyson used to wear his. He used to have his, like, half and half. So he's always white. It was like half white, half white. It's just kind of... I it's ridiculous things to remember about that. But it was just such a classy kit. I mean, my dad bought it for me when there was no there was no Spurs shop or any merchandise setup. Commerce hadn't entered football properly yet. It,
0: it was an Umbro kit, but there was no Umbro double diamond logo on it. I think it would be another 15, 20 years before the yeah, likes of Umbro yeah. and Adidas would start imposing their logos on the kits. It was in use from 59 to, to 61. I just want to ask you, on that replica kit that your dad bought you, was it do you think looking back was it the genuine kit or was it in those days often you'd get a top let's say a what in this instance a white V neck and then your 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 mum or your dad would go out and get you the sew so on Spurs badge what was it a, <laughs> or was it a genuine kit because I I know as a kid that I was duped and it took me years to realize that how <laughs> how, how genuine was this replica kit I guess is what I'm asking oh. you
1: Well now you're asking not huh? yeah honestly I, I don't remember. Maybe I was stupid, but I don't think so. I mean, I know that... Um, I think the badge was on it when when it was bought. I don't know. <sighs> Who knows? I mean, I, I just don't know. But all I remember is it looked exactly the same. Um, and to me, it was the kit, you know. And uh, I I don't know. It was just... Uh, it, was, it was the time. And we were living in Tottenham at the time as well. And uh, so we were all caught up in the whole... whole Thing. That, that period you know probably well it almost it is it, without doubt the the most successful period of the the club's entire history and we were there right there at the center of it
0: you saw them wear that strip live didn't you
1: oh yeah 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 it was just i don't know it's hard to it's just it's just so classic it was kind of i don't know and it, it was i mean I, I mean i try and sort of wear, wear, Blue and white to this day, you know. <laughs> I'm not getting I like wear, but this is that navy blue, and what I mean. It's, and then their name as well, you know, Tottenham Hotspur. Who's called Hotspur? You know, that's It's a great got name. A romance to it. There's yeah, um, yeah, it's I'm got on, a great romance.
0: I'm on the historical kit site. Uh, when you sent me your kit choices, um, I, I came here to just see what I could find out about those strip designs. Do you remember anything? from that same season it says 1960 61 alternative floodlights kit and this version has white socks with a, a single blue band at the top of the socks is that is that part of your recollection
1: no i don't i don't remember that
0: who who are the players that you associate with that with that double winning kit who, who are the players that spring to mind for you
1: well i, well, I said earlier about I mean Cliff Jones really, because I used to love Cliff Jones, and uh, he just had this, you know, like the, the navy blue was all over his calf and, and and his front of his shin, and it was just it just just this little white slither at the top, you know. He sort of glided over the, and it like the ball was like glued to his feet, and it was just I just remember seeing his car behind, watching his calves, and uh, <laughs> <it> sounds ridiculous <laughs> talking about this, but. But, you know, his movement, his, I don't know, he just had something about it, about him, you know. And, uh, and was, uh, that Terry Dyson was the other one who I remember. And so actually, Danny Blanchlow used to wear his the white, the white top to the, the socks he used to wear quite low, you know, so like halfway down his shins. And, so, and Terry Dyson did as well. They're they're, they're the players I remember, really, from from, from that kit.
0: The kit is in use until November 1962. Curiously, November 62, rather than the end of the uh, 62-63 season. Then, From then on until 66, the club follow the 60s fashion of crewnecks. Were you a crewneck or a v-neck man when it came to the replica strip?
1: Well, it has to be a v-neck, doesn't it? The the crew neck was okay. I mean, the crew neck was kind of in vogue when they won the European Cup Cup. But I I sort of prefer the V neck, really.
0: Your your second choice. and uh, This is a stunning strip. Is your white European glory glory kid, as you as you as you termed it in your um in your email. This is from sixty one sixty two and sixty two sixty three. What was the idea behind Spurs adopting all white for Europe?
1: I think it was Real Madrid, you know. Uh, I think that Real Madrid used to wear this all-white kit. I think Bill Nicholson, just, I mean, to, to, for Bill Nicholson, Europe was the ultimate, you know, winning a European competition, you know, and he really felt it's something special and he wanted something different to market, I think. And, uh, and it, it came up, uh, this all-white kit. And, and, like, it was just absolutely perfect for the glory, glory nights under the floodlights, you know, this... All white kit, you know, this uh, Cliff Jones herring down the wing and Bobby Smith battering into somebody. <laughs> I don't know. It was just one of those, you know, I think Cliff Jones was telling me that when they played Gornick, that famous game in '61, and the, the start of the European Cup campaign, which Dave Mackay was involved in, and he, he said that when they came out, and he couldn't believe the noise, you know, it was kind of like, they reckon there was only about 50-odd thousand, but my dad was there and said it was more like 80,000. It was just this crescendo, you know. And that, and wearing this white kit, you know, just emphasises this kind of bright, white, white-hot atmosphere, you know. They came out, and Gornick, I think Gornick were sort of like beaten, really, before they started, because it's kind of this whole atmosphere, this electric vibe going round, and, and this all-white kit and the crowd going crazy and, and it was kind of you know they beat them 8-1 you know, cliff jones got a hat trick that that night and, and and it was probably and he reckons it was the most probably the best fit or the best performance he'd taken part in and
0: it's it's yeah, another umbro it's, it's strip sort of, and the only um the only navy blue in it as you pointed out was was the badge it is it, it's a beautiful kit just on that all-white european strip I know that Tottenham like Manchester United they have this tradition of changing their kit for Europe but like United in the first chunk of the 90s United weren't wearing white socks in 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 the their early forays into the in the Champions League in the early 90s they were wearing their traditional black socks with the the the, the red and white at the top and similarly i recall i know when they won the uefa cup in 84 they did wear all white in that campaign but i i remember the 91 european cup winners cup campaign they were at home to hadjuk split in the first round i think first round first leg was at white hart lane and maybe this was because spurs had just signed that that deal with Umbro that reintroduced baggy shorts into, into the game. It was such a, a seminal kit and ushered in the revival of baggy shorts. But Tottenham at home to haddock split in 91. And I checked this out online before the interview. They're wearing their navy blue shorts. So that inconsistency at times with Spurs and United, just as a kit pedant for me, it's a little curious
1: yeah, well, it's all down to money, isn't it? I guess you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Irving Scholar came along in the 80s, and and that had certainly affected Spurs. Um, nobody even thought it. I think it was Derek Dugan, I think we in the Kettering. I mean, you probably know more than I do. But uh, Kettering, I think, were one of the first to put, yeah. you know, uh, blazon it with some I don't know Smiths Plumbers or whatever it was <laughs> on the low, on the. Shirt. Yeah, and, and uh, I think, and that was all part of it, you know. You know, we we give you X amount of money, you've got to wear this. So it was kind of, it was the tail wagging the dog a little bit, perhaps. It's a shame, really, because I think uh, Derek MacKay said in in my book. I mean, he, he he very kindly sort of gave me a very positive quote about it and said it. You know, it was a fantastic book on an era when football was about passion and glory not money you know uh, it's the best account I've read of my father's life both on and off the field but he made that point that it's kind of about passion and glory rather than the money I think if I was to be disenchanted by anything in football these days it is this kind of this focus on money you know and 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 and, you know it's a reality and you've got to face up to it but I think clubs have sold out too much to to commerce now
0: It's a bugbear for me because, for instance, I I was having this conversation with a friend just this week. Football clubs are obsessed with marketing and and, and their brand. And yet the frequency with which they change their kits annually now and and, and the away kits are changed annually too. I have no problem, say, if a club debuts a, a silly looking away kit if it's going to be worn for several years and can possibly attain classic status but it's it's dispensed with after five or six games you know it's worn five or six times in that year and then it's gone so uh, you know if you look at uh, united that 20 year glory uh, period under alex ferguson and they won however many trophies 25 30 the amount of different kits their captains are wearing when they're lifting the trophies is just ridiculous, and I think if you if you if you're trying to push your brand, th- that just doesn't work for me. You, you, your colours are your colours. They, they they. You should be known by your colours in yeah, sport. Yeah. A personal favourite of mine, and I'll come to this, for me, I don't know if there's something in this, you'll, you'll know better than me, but during the 80s it felt to me as if there were a handful of teams in English football who were trailblazers when it came to football strips and new designs, and I put Spurs there. Middlesbrough were quite adventurous, Aston Villa as well, but Tottenham, the 1980-82 to Lecoq Sportif kit, the 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 white with the navy blue trim on the V neck collar, the badge in the middle, three mm. uh, D mm. numbers coinciding mm. with Keith Birkenshaw turning them into a real force in English football. For me, that's a stunning kit. Perhaps ripped off by Swansea and their Patrick design, um, I think early early in the eighties. But was there some? Were you aware in the eighties that maybe Spurs were? bringing out a few replica kits maybe more than other sides and because they had quite a few nice designs in that decade
1: yeah i suppose i mean to be honest with you i didn't take that much notice of it i mean i kind of because i did i i I had this sort of instinctive dislike of anything that publicity you know put put in i think it's a bit demeaning to stick things on your shirt you know and uh the Holston was the classic one, um, you know, when you're seeing Glenn Hoddle stride around in that. And you do, yeah, you definitely remember that kit. Um, I bought it for my brother the other week, actually, because he was a, he's a big Hoddle fan. That was his era. It wasn't kind of a, something that was top of my mind, really. I mean, I, I don't, you yeah, know, because I'm an old, <laughs> a bit older, I kind of, it was like, and there was no commerce. It was like Spurs had a, I mean, they their away kit when I used to watch them regularly, it was basically inverted. Their first team in, kit inverted, you know, so it was white shorts and a navy blue and it was navy blue shirt with white trim. Whereas now, and as that, 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 say, the latest one with a, the multicoloured one, I don't know what's happened to them. I mean, they produced, it's all money making. It's kind of like produced so many kits um, and I wasn't aware of how many kits they had in the 80s to be honest. I mean, I just remember the wholesome one but they it's all this emphasis on on trying to make money, and then, you know, it's uh, and it, you you just wonder whether whether fans identify with it. You know, some might like it; it might be a five-minute wonder, or it, and it's kind of like puts pressure on parents to buy the kits because they change it every two minutes. It's kind of it doesn't sit it doesn't sit sit comfortably with me at all.
0: Mike, I appreciate your time. I'm sorry that I might have uh, filled your mind now with some doubt over whether your 1960s replica kit might have been genuine. I apologise uh, for that. <laughs> um, Dave McKay, Football's Brave Heart by Mike Donovan, is published by Pitch Publishing. It's available from Pitch Directly, Amazon and all good bookshops. Thank you to Mike Donovan. Thank you all for listening. There'll be another classic Kits 1954 to 92 out shortly. Quite a few of these have now been set up and recorded and they will be part of a steady flow of Patreon exclusive content. Do please share and retweet the show. Tell your friends they can sign up for a season ticket at patreon.com forward slash shorts. were short. The podcast can be followed on both Twitter and Instagram at shorts were short and Facebook.com forward slash shorts were short. If you want to join the group page, please do. If you want to drop the show an email, you can get me at shorts were short at 1607WestEgg.com. All my work is at DanielRuizTyson.com. The artwork is by Tom Hadfield. The music is eighty synth-pop by Toto's Cyberspace. I've been Daniel Ruiz-Tyson. This has been When Shorts Were Short. If the shorts weren't short, we don't talk about it.